Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Shoot Hoops podcast hosted by Adam Brazel. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Connor Odom. Connor, say what's up to the pod. What's up, guys? How's it going? Man, thank you for uh, for joining me today. Um, I'm just going to introduce Connor real quick, tell you guys, you know, why exactly Connor's on the show today. So me and Connor, uh, we met way back when. I think we met it. We were probably like 10 years old. Uh, I think it was – Where did we, I, I think we Camp met Curry? when we were – yeah, 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 that's or, what it was. And we yeah, played we each other in AAU a little bit. AAU when we were with as well, the Wizards. but we became, we became friends at Camp Curry, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which we went to like every summer. We found out that we had the same birthday. Yeah, um, that's, July that's a crazy 2nd, 2001, that's pretty crazy. Great um, birthday, coming up. That's right, coming up soon. And then uh, we, uh, we played pro skills basketball for a summer or two. Um, yeah. yeah, we went to other camps together. Yeah, Billis um, Camp. Billis that's right. Camp. Went to Billis Camp. Um, a you know, bunch we, of we, stuff. We were just friends for a while, friends for a good time when your yeah. dad was uh, coaching at uh, UNC Charlotte and you yeah. know, I was in the Charlotte area, so we would hang out a good bit. And, you know, yeah. to this day, we still hang out in the summer whenever you come home, so that's good. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, got um, to, got to. Yeah, so, Connor, why don't you tell, uh, tell us a little bit about your basketball journey thus far? Well, it's it's obviously a, as you know, it's it's been a pretty long one. You know, I've I've made a lot of stops at different places. Um, but so kind of backstory or background knowledge to everyone. So my dad's my dad and my grandpa are both or one was were involved in college basketball. You know, so my grandpa um started out as a coach at UVA. Um, as an well, he coached at ECU, then UVA. You know. Um, as an assistant, uh, which is funny because of the UMBC deal, but um, ended up coaching, at, being the head coach at Wake Forest and also um, South Carolina. So coach Tim Duncan there. So basketball's always been in my blood, especially my dad growing up around that, kind of how I did with my dad. Um, my dad's been an assistant at about seven Division One schools and most recently was the head coach at uh, Utah State, also was a head coach at UMBC. Um, you know, so growing up, like being around like people like that who are just uh, involved in basketball like so heavily, you know, it's always in our house. We're always watching it, always talking about it. Um, I started playing at like a really young age. You know, like from when I could dribble a ball, I'd go to practice with my dad. Like sometimes my dad would let me sip, skip school and just come to practice with him. You know, um, just things like that got me so interested and intrigued. You know, in basketball and like especially college basketball. You know, like <laughs> like watching like when I was younger, my dad's um my dad's games at Virginia Tech like I'd cry if we lose and I'm like six years old and everyone's like oh my gosh this kid like really cares but um yeah so that obviously got me interested at a young age um I ended up I would say like where my basketball journey like kind of got serious was probably um I would say middle school kind of when when we we met in elementary school but middle school was like when it got pretty serious for me Um, I started playing AAU for Charlotte Elite when um I lived in Charlotte, um and me and you obviously played against each other, um, which is now Team Charlotte, and then uh transferred over to the Royals for um like a fall league, and then played with PSB with you for about two years, then moved up to Maryland. Um, but yeah, those those years in Charlotte basketball was awesome. You know, it's obviously different when you're at like a younger age. Um, it's not as you know. I feel like I'm not gonna say it's more fun, but you know, it's definitely more laid back. Yeah, you know, more room for mistakes. Uh, but but that was a good time. You know, I had a lot of fun playing AAU in Charlotte, you know, middle school basketball. Um, 
ended up moving to Annapolis, Maryland, when my dad left Lenore Ryan to coach at UMBC. Um, and I went to St. Mary's Annapolis um, High School for two years. So I went there my freshman and sophomore year and played JV my first year and then uh, varsity my sophomore year. Um, and it was it was it was a good deal. You know, I, I had back a little background information again I've, I've had some health problems so i got a little sick uh sophomore year which we can get into it later on in the podcast but um got sick there um ended up transferring to oak hill academy um which is <laughs> very different from saint mary's as most people would know um went there you know we were number one in the country got in a couple of games i'm not a couple i mean i, I got in most of the games because we were up you know 40 <laughs> most of the time yeah but you know, went there and that was an awesome experience. Got to play with some really high level guys, Cole Anthony, Cam Thomas, every day in practice, lived with them. Um, you know, and it was just, it was super fun. That was probably my favorite year of high school basketball just because, you know, you're traveling, playing all these big time schools, a lot of media coverage. And um, yeah, no, that, that was a really cool experience for me. Um, and then uh, back to the health problems, I get sick again. So I have to go home. Um, and be close to my doctor because Oak Hill is so secluded in Virginia. It's not far from you, honestly. Uh, how far is it? Is it like two hours? I'm actually not even sure um, where Oak Hill is in regards to Hampton, Sydney, but it's yeah. probably about two hours. Yeah, so it's it's like southwestern Virginia, like really far southwestern. Um, okay, but yeah, went um went back to Archbishop Spalding. Um, that's my senior year of high school where I went because uh, Coach Pratt coached um. He was my head coach there. He coached uh, one of my dad's players at Virginia Tech, so there was a connection there, and he was a new coach. Um, I had a lot of friends that went to Spalding. Um, went there, uh, and we were we had a decent season. We had some really good young guys on our team. Cam Whitmore, who's a McDonald's All-American, was on our team. Um, wow. And we were we were good. Rudy Gay went to Spalding, so we're in St. Francis's Conference. Um, so it was a lot of, a lot of good teams, you know, who we were playing. Um, and that was that was a good experience for me, you know, got to meet a bunch of people that I'm so close with to this day. Um, and yeah, after that, I ended up so COVID hits that year because me and you are in the same grade. That's right. Um, and I end up, you know, it's hard because like, obviously, I wanted to walk on. Um, I was thinking about some D3 Hampton, Sydney, obviously, like I was not like they were heavily recruiting me, you know, what I mean, but I, that was an option. Mm -hmm. Um like in in my opinion i i feel like it could have been at least you know what i mean for sure but um yeah basically uh didn't really like you know look through a lot of options with walk on spots just cuz i didn't get to visit anywhere cuz it's covid you know uh -huh. so i did visit maryland and i had a connection there with one of the assistant coaches and i really liked it when i went and visited i had a good talk with coach Turgeon and it was it was a it was close to home. I know a lot of people there. They just won the Big Ten the year before. Um, so I think this will be a good fit. Um, went there and uh, ended up not being great for me just with COVID going on. And obviously that's that's a huge school, you know, and, uh -huh. and COVID and, um, you know, going out, hanging out with friends and getting people sick is just not a good mix, especially at that level, you know, because there's, there's a lot of money on the line at that point, like. Yeah. with that that high level of division one basketball so ended up leaving there um mid-semester last year to go to flagler and play for uh chad warner um who's my daddy and griff aldridge are close with um 
and that was an awesome experience. Uh, Chad and that whole staff, um, Blake and Kip, they were really good guys. I loved all my teammates. Um, yeah, it, it was a really fun experience. It just ended up um, me not being able to like dress just because of like the whole eligibility thing with like transferring and grades. It was just kind of a it was a weird deal from that standpoint. But um, had a really good time there. Um, we made the D two Final Four. I was traveling on the bench. Um, Saw a lot of good players. We had a D2 All-American on our team. Um, and it, it was a really cool season, you know, regardless of um, me not getting to dress or anything like that. It was, it was an awesome experience um, from that standpoint. And then fast forward to now, um, this past year, I played at Utah State as a walk-on and, um, for my dad, actually. And it was, a, it, was, it was a really, really fun year. Probably my favorite year of basketball since Oak Hill, if I'm, if I'm being real. Um, Got to get in some games, got some buckets at the end of it. Uh, it, it. It was a fun year, you know, good environments. And, um, yeah, that, that's so far where I'm at. <laughs> Sorry, that was long. Like, no, that's oh my awesome, gosh, man. This kid's been all over the country. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's better to better to say more than say less. So <laughs> let's dive into some specifics. As you said, you loved your year at Oak Hill. Um, tell me about, like, you know, where you guys went, you know, what players you played with that were, like, you know, really, really good. I'm. You, heard, you already mentioned two NBA players, but yeah. You know, maybe players you played against. Um, how about how about your two like viral height, your viral tapes that went. <laughs> yeah, like these two, uh, these two highlights that went crazy. Yeah. Um. um you know, talk more about your Oak Hill experience. Um. So when I got there, so I went to St. Mary's before, right? And um, that's like a they were not a very good program when I was there. Like, you know, like we, it wasn't a good team. So going from St. Mary's to Oak Hill is like a huge jump. Like it's like an astronomical type jump. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, so I go in there the first day, um, I'm at Oak Hill and what we would do is we'd get out at like one thirty, I think it was like eight thirty, one thirty, And then we'd have a PE credit for practice. So we just have practice every day at one thirty. Um, so, <laughs> which is crazy, but yeah, I walk in, um, they said we're going to have pickup today or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. So walk into pickup and this place is jam packed with coaches. Like, I don't think there's a seat open. You got like Roy Williams there, Dana Altman from Oregon. You got the Oklahoma state coach, you know, you got Florida, like UVA, like everyone's there. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I'm not ready to play in front of all these dudes. Um, but, yeah, uh, got out there, and the first day – so this was kind of before people knew who Cam Thomas was for the Nets. Like, when he came to us, um, he was ranked play – for, played for Boo Williams. But, like, you know, a lot of these guys on our team were ranked ahead of him. Like, it wasn't a guy who I even – I didn't know who he was coming into it. So he's on the opposite team. I end up – you know, I'm like, Cam's kind of my size at that point. He's like 6'3". You know, I'm like 5'11". I'm like, I'll guard Cam in – Coach Smith kind of smiled at me, and I, we get out there, right? And, I mean, remember, this is in front of UNC, Virginia, everyone. I'm like, okay, I, I just got to guard him to the best of my ability. I, I assumed he was good because, you know, he's a kill. Um, this guy came out and went ahead and hit about eight straight threes and eight possessions on me and absolutely fried me. Like, first day of pickup, like, absolutely killing me, hitting me with, like, tween step backs off one foot like pull up threes like I, I couldn't guard him like I'm jumping on his feet when I'm when I'm when I'm going to contest his shots he's still making it it's like 
But yeah, that was my first Oak Hill experience getting cooked by Cam. We actually became really good friends, which is funny. But I was like, yo, this guy's different. And um, yeah, like, you know, like some of the players like that, that's honestly like scoring wise. Like, obviously, everyone knows he can score from like LSU and even the Nets, you know, like he's he can score it. Um, but scoring wise, that's probably the best player I've ever seen or been around and played with like he's unbelievable the way he scores it like he'll hit some shots you're like how in the world did that just go in um but yeah that that's one of the cool experiences like you know just playing with it yeah that's ridiculous that's my bad um you're good yeah yeah no that's definitely that's him um in regards to players i've played against uh and Weird question. Did you ever did you ever play um God, what was the guy's name? Or where did he get uh not tripping? Did you ever play Evan Johnson and like Dylan and um uh Derek Jones, that CP three team? Did y'all ever play them with Pro Skills? I, don't I know think you played like no. okay. Well all those guys were on the team as well and, and they were you know, we we had a loaded squad, so it was definitely a fun experience, like no question. Um yeah. I wish you could have came to a game. That would have been sick. Yeah, that would have been sick, man. I mean, where did you guys travel to? I know you guys went to – was it Palm Beach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, uh, we went to Fort Myers, you know, that like uh, that like turquoise and purple court that you see like during Christmas time that all those yeah. teams go play in. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um, went to that game. And so the week before, I obviously like – I'm not getting in as much as these guys are, you know, just because the, we have NBA dudes on our team, like high-level D1 dudes. Um, but I got in the last game before that tournament, um, and you saw the sip and tea thing. You know how I do that? Yes, bro, I saw that. <laughs> so I hit, like, uh, two threes that game, and we went to Fort Myers, and I got in the game and just somehow hit this crazy, crazy lucky lay. I, I really don't know how I made it. But the whole place went crazy, and I, I I'm – have like Roy Williams walked up to me after the game because he, he's close to my grandfather and he was like that layup was crazy young man you know he has a deep southern accent um <laughs> I can't do it obviously because I've lived in Maryland for five years now but um he walked up to me you know like overtime Larry I don't even know if you remember who that is <laughs> you remember that guy that everyone's yeah. watched he I walked do. up to me um and I, I get into the locker and look at my phone and it's got like a thousand plus uh, notifications i'm like what in the world wow and uh slam posted it overtime posted it and i got like five thousand followers in one day it was crazy um you know and that was that was a cool experience as well just like getting some notoriety especially like you know when you're not getting that much burn it, it was pretty cool yeah that yeah. is cool if uh if you're a listener and you're wondering what this video is, go to his Instagram. Is it is it C Odom underscore? Is that yes? Yeah, C Odom underscore. C Odom underscore. It's yeah. you know, there's a couple videos on his page. Go click yeah. these. These are crazy, <laughs> crazy highlights. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, crazy lucky highlights. That's you forgot to put in lucky. Bro, sipping tea <laughs> in your hood was not lucky. <laughs> yeah, facts. Now I was Jaying him. There's no question. I jade that kid. Cash. <laughs> That's All right. Um, so obviously you mentioned you've moved around a lot from team to team, school to school. Um, can you talk a little bit about like why that is and what goes into that? Yeah. So, um, well, I think there's probably two reasons. Um, 
one, like I'm moving because, you know, my dad's getting new jobs and stuff. So that's obviously a factor in like what I do, you know? Um, so like when my dad went from Charlotte to Lenore Ryan, I didn't have to move because, you know, Hickory, all the Charlotte listeners will know Hickory is not like far from Charlotte. Um, but like once we went up to UMBC, like I wanted to stay in Charlotte, you know, cause I have all my friends there, everything. But my dad was like, you got to move up to Maryland. Like it's just too far. Um, so I was like, okay, the the move up to Maryland, um, and I think that was that was probably like the reason I was moving so much, just because my dad um, was getting new jobs and stuff. And then the other thing that goes into is I I really had a really bad battle with OCD like my whole life, and you know even even coaches I've played for that we know can they've probably seen it. You know, like Coach Coble and them have probably seen it when I get in that that obsessive mode where I start getting frustrated, you know. And it's not really a basketball deal, but you know it'll come out in basketball a little bit. Um, and you know, um, just like, so OCD, like what I, what I dealt with was it's a lot of people think, you know, it's like a neat freak, uh, germaphobe, which it can be, but that's kind of like the normal, like, I feel like everyone has a little bit of OCD, you know, everyone wants to do something, um, you know, like the way they do it type deal, you know, like I'm sure you have some things that you do like specifically every morning or that you feel the need to do to feel comfortable and start your day right exactly yeah so like with me it was like there's like almost like a spectrum type deal where i was like on the extreme spectrum so like i'd worry about germs let's say that was one of my one of my um obsessions i had so like i would have to wash my hands for 25 seconds with three pumps of soap and this is just me off the top of my head i I don't even want to remember like the requirements I had for it. Cause it was way worse, you know, but, like that sort of deal. I have to do that. Um, every time I wash my hands or go to the bathroom or every time I feel the need to clean it. And, um, if I didn't do it right, then I have to start over type thing, you know, or I'm obsessing about, um, like, did I do something that wasn't morally right? And then I'm thinking about that and then I'm praying. It's just almost like a hamster wheel type deal, you know? Okay. Yeah. And you're going out, trying to play basketball and all that stuff and trying to do your schoolwork and, and this is all you're thinking about. So like, it's, it definitely affected me like in that side of things, you know, like not doing my schoolwork cause I'm so worried in class. I can't even focus, you know, I'm like falling asleep in class cause I'm not trying to deal with it. Um, and that's, that's one, one thing that not a lot of people got, you know, um, and I hate it because it, it comes off, you know, you see a kid sleeping in class or, or whatever the deal is, and it comes off as he doesn't care. And and that was like the, the furthest from the truth. It was just I, I, I was struggling so bad that it, it was really hard for me to deal with it. And, mm-hmm. and I still I still struggle with it to this day. I'm obviously not on that level. You know, I've gotten a lot better with it. This is more middle school, high school we're talking about. But but yeah, I, I like to talk about that just to bring awareness to it, just because, you know, not a lot of people talk about OCD and it's something that's really affected my life. Um, you know, and I feel like it's probably the main reason I've moved so many spots just because it's, it's a hard deal. And it's kind of why I'm playing for my dad at this point, um, just because he gets it and he can help me on my bad days, you know, and make me feel comfortable. And that's why this season was so awesome for me. Absolutely, man. I'm glad to hear you're doing a lot better and I'm glad yeah. to hear, you know, you sharing this because, even I didn't even know that much about it. Um, yeah. Like you said, I knew that you would like wash your hands before games. Um, but yeah. I didn't know it was, uh, you know, that serious. I didn't know it affected your mental health like that. Yeah. And, and you, so I'm really you, glad to see that yeah. you've, uh, you know, improved. No, I appreciate that, bro. And you, you even remember like when we, when we played for pro skills, 
that seventh grade year, um, you remember I used to wash my hands crazy. Like I'd have red gloves. Do you remember that? I don't remember any red gloves. No, not like physical red gloves, but I'd wash my hands till they were like raw and like bleeding. Oh, so, so it metaphorically looked like, red gloves. No, like metaphoric red gloves. Like my dad, I have a picture of it actually. Wow. And it's, I was looking back at it the other day and like, it's literally, I'm, I'll send it to you after this. It's like unbelievable how red my hands were. Wow. Yeah. The, the one memory I have is that we were playing at Carolina courts and like we were going through layup lines and you had um like left layup lines to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And, like we're about to do, we're about to tip off. And I think you were a starter for us. And like, you're like in the I'm bathroom. I'm in there washing Coach my Coble's hands. Like, Coach Coble's like, man, where is Connor? Like where is he? And like, <laughs> You, you were just in the bathroom probably washing your hands, I assume. Yeah. No, but, I, I definitely was. Yeah. And that, so. you know, that goes back to a thing where it's like, what the hell is this kid doing? And it's no one's fault, you know, because it's not normal. Like, right. what's going on? It's just like, I don't know. It, it's a crazy thing. That's why it's it's good to bring awareness to it because you never know. Kind of like um, you can – I'm I've gotten – as I've gotten older, it's kind of easy to spot when people have it, which is a weird – weird skill to have but like i can kind of tell when people are dealing with something Mm -hmm. and i think that's probably dealing with this growing up definitely like helped me in the long run you know because like now i can help people who are dealing with it or i can kind of spot it out you know check on them which has been cool for me the older i've gotten yeah that's awesome that's pretty interesting yeah so uh let's move into talking about your dad so connor odom's dad is ryan odom currently the coach at utah state um, Tiger alum. He is a Hampton Sydney alum. He he's <laughs> one of the greatest point guards in Hampton Sydney basketball history, which is where I play right now. I'm a Hampton Sydney Tiger mm-hmm. right now, um, point guard for for us. And um, Ryan is definitely somebody I look up to a whole bunch. You know, he has. I want to say he has the single season record for threes, or maybe. I think it's a single season. Yeah, it's like eighty something threes in a season. Which Dude did have a chop. He, he I mean, had a chop. Especially for the time. Like, he played in the early 90s, I think. Yeah, 92 to 96. Okay, all right. And, I mean, that's, like, that's the way before the three-point revolution, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. it's like, I am considered, like, one of the better three-point shooters in, I mean, I guess you could say the ODAC. I'm, like, yeah. top, top 10 or top 15 in three-point percentage, top yeah, 10 yeah. in makes. Mm-hmm. And I only made uh, 50. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's really impressive. And Ryan's definitely somebody I chase, but also somebody that I like, I look up to yeah. a lot as, um, as a, as a player right now at Hampton, Sydney, because, you know, we yeah. stand on the, jo- the shoulders of those who came before us. And yeah. so he's somebody that I like him. I don't know if you know any of these other guys, but Brandon Randall, um, um. he was like a, he was an academic all American I think he graduated in like 03 maybe. Yeah. Um four-time all-conference and he was valedictorian of his class. So Jeez. it's like guys like him, guys like Ryan Odom, guys like Griff Aldrich, the current coach at Longwood. Those are like all guys that I absolutely look up to and <laughs> it's so funny it's really interesting, you know. Gr- we were at yeah, no, for sure. It, we were at dinner the other night and Griff said you played just like my dad did. So that's really? a compliment to you. Because uh-huh. I, I I brought you up um at dinner the other night um and yeah, he said you guys you guys play the exact same. So, and this was at the the final four. Yeah, this is probably two nights ago. Wow. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I just think it's so cool though, because like I never knew that your dad went to Hampton, Sydney, until yeah. I basically uh, 
committed here. And yeah, then, and you went on the visit, and you're like, what yeah. the? Like, I'd known him all my – like, for the last eight years before I committed here. And yeah, I'd, I'd talked to him. He had watched us play basketball, you know, yeah, this and that. And then, like, oh, he'd gone to my school. He was, like, one of the greater players, and now he's, like, a coach. And he's doing, mm-hmm. like, what I want to do kind of. And I think that's really fascinating. Yeah, um, yeah no, so, facts. It's you know, a small world. It's crazy how it's all connected, too. Like, yeah, dude, we're it, talking it is about, crazy. We're talking about connections. Is. I saw Joel Justice in the lobby the other day talking to my grandparents. Yeah, and like he he's a coach at where is he Arizona? He's at Arizona, right? I think so. Yeah, Arizona State. He's at Arizona State. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, and like you remember, he was working us out in that church in Lake Norman like eight years ago. What, yeah, he was, was he was the Davidson Day head coach before yeah. Coach Coble was. Yeah, Bethel Bethel Church. Bethel Church. Does that ring a bell? Right. That's where we used to throw down. The holy water of Bethel Church. That water fountain was elite. Oh my gosh! And yet, and yet the rims were not forgiving. So riddle me. Yeah. That. <laughs> but, uh, that was so tough. I want to ask you about your dad and his uh, UMBC upset of UVA. Okay. So yeah, um, those who don't know, Ryan Odom was the head coach at uh, UMBC when they upset the number one seed as the 16 seed in the NCAA tournament. First team to ever do that. Probably the biggest upset in maybe sports history. Definitely NCAA tournament history. You know, yeah. just walk us through it. Um. So, and I'm sorry, guys, I'm, I'm going to give you my best possible answer. So sometimes it might be five minutes, but they're, <laughs> they're long. So basically um, the backstory to that um, is my dad was a, was a coach at um, UNC Charlotte, obviously. Um, he was the intern when, I don't know if anyone remembers Alan Major, but he was the coach there when my dad was an assistant. Um, Alan got sick and my dad had to take over um, like mid-year, it was like 2014, 2015 that season. Um, he takes over, and, you know, we end up I, – I forget what his record was the last 12 games. It might have been like 8-8, eight and 7-9, eight, and nine, something like that. You know, we were struggling that season to start it off. Um, and basically, uh, he gets let go from Charlotte, um, goes to Lenore Ron, does well, and then gets a UMBC job, right? But when he got let go from Charlotte – it was the 2015 NCAA tournament, and there was games in Charlotte. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember the uh, UVA played Michigan State? Um, I don't know if you remember that game, but it was in Charlotte. What um, year was this? 2015. I'm not sure I remember that one. Yeah, but basically my dad just – he just gotten let go, and, you know, he's told this story before, but he's trying to, like – my grandpa's trying to cheer him up, right, because you get let go. Like, that's a, that's a tough deal. Like, you got to feed your family, all that type of stuff um and my grandpa just brought us to the uva michigan state game in charlotte and it was actually on the same day we beat them just three years before and um so three years before my dad's jobless watching um uva play an ncaa tournament you know and it's like oh man what am i gonna do next and the other uva connection is my grandpa co-chair obviously so um three years later to that day we're playing UVA in the same gym on the same day three years ago to when my dad got fired and we end up beating him. And it's just crazy how like that whole story, like is just like kind of like shows how full circle everything is. Yeah. You know, like you can go from not having a job to then making history. Like, and it happens quick. Hubert Davis first year on the job, national championship That's game right. tomorrow. 
that's just you know it's it's crazy how quickly things can change and that's that's what i thought the coolest part about the story was not even like the the 16 over one yes that made it you know like so cool but like the fact that it all came full circle and it's like as long as you like you know have faith and like keep keep you know grinding and working at what you what you want to do like good things will happen and that goes for anything you do in life you know not just basketball yeah that's, that is a really crazy story i can't even lie um, <laughs> yeah here's my question though did you have umbc upsetting uva in your bracket dude i'm not even gonna lie to you i didn't even make a bracket because i was just so pumped we were in it and i also didn't want to have to pick and choose um between both of them because i was afraid i might pick uva i'm not gonna yeah. lie that because that year they were unbelievable like Right. And it wasn't that we had a bad team. You know, we had Jairus Lyles, who who was really good. Like, he was a high major Division One player. Like, he played at VCU and transferred. Um, but he could have went – the year before, he averaged, like, 22 and – I think it was, like, 6. And he could have went to Kansas, like, wherever he wanted and ended up staying one more year with my dad. Um, we were a good team. So, like, I, it wasn't like I thought we were going into it uh, to get beat, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I had this weird feeling, like, not that we were going to win, but, like, I didn't have the feeling we were going to lose either, you know? It was almost like playing with house money. You know, you just – I mean, I whatever happened, I was going to be happy with it. You know what I mean? Because, right. like, yeah. we made the tournament anyways. UMBC hadn't had a winning season in, like, nine seasons. So. That's awesome. Yeah. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Short, long story short, I did, not, I did not have UMBC pick to win. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, sort of short. But I, I, I feel like I remember you telling me, like, well, man, like UMBC is legit, though. And I was like, yeah, well, like, man, congrats to your dad on making the tournament. Like, that's awesome. But like, no, yeah. not really likely. And I, I just feel like I, we had this conversation, like maybe over Snapchat or something where you were like, yeah, I don't know, bro. Like, we'll <laughs> <see>. you know, <laughs> yeah, that I mean, the one thing that was like good about us is we could really score it and we could really shoot. And the way we guarded the ball, you know, KJ, the little the little uh, Puerto Rican guard we had. Mm hmm. Like he pressed, he was defensive player of the year in our conference. Like, as a guard, wow, yeah, he was like, I mean, he averaged like two and a half steals a game or something crazy. Like, he could guard the ball. Like, and it, I thought that might be bothersome to like Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome just because like those dudes were pretty tall, you know, like they were bigger guards. And like, it's almost like you have like someone at your hip just trying to take the ball from you and they're quick. Yeah, yeah. I thought that could get him out of the rhythm. You absolutely, you absolutely do not want a short king picking you up ninety four feet. No, that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> that's the worst. You remember those but, AAU days where you'd have kids like that just pressing the entire game? Of course, I remember that. Yeah. Oh um, my gosh, that's crazy. But you know, now that we've talked about your dad, let's talk about your dad's dad, your grandpa, yeah. Dave Odom. Um, mm-hmm. So, right, coached it. You said UVA, ECU. Um. So assistant. he's. Yeah, he started out as a as a high school coach um, in Durham or maybe Goldsboro, North Carolina. I'm not sure, but he grew up in Goldsboro. I know that. Um, ended up uh, – he got connected into college basketball with, like, the five-star camp. Oh, yeah. Um, to my knowledge, Howard Garfinkel, like, I think it's that group. I'm, I'm hazy on that. I don't really know the specifics, you know. But that's how – I know he got connected being a coach at five-star camp and, mm-hmm. like – for people that don't know, the five-star camp was, like, a really big deal, like, back in the day for, like, exposure for guys. Like, like Michael Jordan would go and, like, you know, um, who else went to – what's another five-star player that went? Um, Dude, you get Michael, the point. Huh? Or, no, keep going. 
Yeah, no, I think Michael's like the, the one that comes to, comes to mind. I, I really don't remember anybody else. I just remember it was just like huge, iconic. Was it outside? Yeah, it was like outside. You yeah, know, it was like, like an outdoor event. That's what, that's what I know about it. Yeah, but but regardless, all the coaches would go and coach these guys. And um, that's where my grandpa got started, I feel like. Um, it was an assistant at, assistant and head, I'm pretty sure, at ECU. And then assistant at UVA with like Ralph Sampson. Wow. And that whole grew. Uh crew i don't know why i just said grew um and then uh assistant at wake head at wake and head at south carolina um, coach tim duncan at wake forest randolph childress um beat coach k nine times in a row <laughs> wow which is uh, that's a topic to talk about right now with the whole last uh game of coach k happening last, last game, night yeah last night yeah but yeah um you know he's been a are you you're just asking like what his impact on my life has been or just um, general well, yeah. information. I know that you have a picture of you and Tim Duncan or you had one in your room. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's pretty cool. Your dad, I mean, your grandpa recruited Tim Duncan, right? And then coached him. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, uh, and, talk a little bit about that. Well, Tim Duncan didn't, um, again, this is to my knowledge, obviously it's before my time, but from what I've heard from Poppy telling me, and I've actually, I actually read a story about it online. Um, they interviewed my grandpa on like the ACC network. Um, basically, he lived in the Caribbean, I think. Tim Duncan did. Um, and he was a swimmer at first. And his pool got flooded from hurricane. I don't know what hurricane it was. But huge hurricane, like a pretty historic hur- hurricane happened. Mm-hmm. And it flooded his pool so he couldn't swim anymore. Um, and he's old at this point. And I don't know how the connection got made with my grandpa and him. But... Wake Forest was his only Division One offer. Wow! And he ended up turning into Tim Duncan, yeah, which is pretty crazy. Greatest power forward ever. Yeah. Um, a story that I have about your grandpa is when, all right, so I come over to your house. I think it was summer, maybe of seventh going into eighth grade or eighth going into ninth, wherever it was. Yeah. You're still living in Charlotte. You have a basketball hoop in your backyard, um, mm-hmm. and me and you are out there. The goal is probably on like eight feet, yeah, seven and a half, and we're out there dunking and like throwing each other alley oops. <laughs> and your grandpa walks out there and he goes, "I mean, what are you guys dunking for?" Yeah, and we're like, <laughs> "We're like, it's cool. Like, what do you mean?" And he's like, "How many points is it?" <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, and two. you were like, "It's two, but he's like, no buts. Like, it's two points, the same as a layup. <laughs> Work on your layups." And then he walks back inside and like. <laughs> Yeah, that's Poppy. He um, still does it. He, he, I don't know what it is. He, he's never been a fan of dunks. He always does that. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. I just yeah, think that's, I, that's funny because, you know, Tim Duncan has, like, never really been one to dunk. He loves layups. And like, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. I never even thought about that. But, yeah, maybe so, not. Possibly it, impact right there. It was funny seeing your reaction to that. You were like <laughs> – your whole face just kind of got like I remember when that happened. Out, you're talking about the little courtyard that we had. Yeah, with like the TV. Yeah, that was funny. That was crazy, oh my gosh, bro. that was a while ago, dude. I forgot about that. It was. It was. Yeah, it was a long time ago, and um, I just it's just such it's such a funny thing to say because I mean, obviously your granddad's an, an incredible coach. Like mm-hmm. as you said, beat Coach K nine times, coached at all these high major Division one schools, like. Mm-hmm. incredibly well-connected, smart guy, knows the game, all this stuff. And then, like, you hear something like that, and, like, 
you know, I believed it from then on and I still do. It's like, it's yeah. true. you know, dunks are great, but it's, yeah. like, it's not, it's not much different than a layup. It is two points. He's right about that. Yeah. It's not, I mean, but no, it, I, it, you know, it is the stereotypical old man thing to say. Like, yeah, it completely is. You know, <laughs> the two, the two points is, you know, a dunk and you know, it's a layup. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. But, and I think that like the only point I could make to that is probably like energy wise. I feel like, like a dunk might like if you need a boost like dunks definitely are going to get you you know give you more momentum than a lay 100 I, I would feel like but yeah when you're when you're talking about you're already playing well i, I you're right and he's right like i it's the same amount of points so yeah. yeah it's funny you bring that up you have a good memory i can't believe you even remember that well that's like the only any like real interaction i have of yeah with your granddad but <laughs> uh that and like I guess it was a tournament hour. I think it's just the same like summer of this and we're playing at Mooresville middle school or Mooresville intermediate school or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, This, this like, it's like a national tournament. I I put this in like, um, I'm doing like air quotes right now because Uh it was like five teams from North Carolina, like two from Florida, one from Georgia and two from Tennessee and like one from Virginia. So like not really national at all. Yeah. But, um, and I remember, you know, he was watching us for those games, and I thought that yeah, was yeah, really, yeah. really interesting. And yeah, um, <laughs> so those are pretty much the only two memories I have of your granddad. But and you know, you know where else he was with us? You remember or no? He wasn't there with us. That was that was a different. Um, what were you thinking? I, was, I thought he went to Myrtle Beach with us, but that was my grandma. Um, That's right. Yeah, he went to Myrtle Beach the year before when I actually played with. Um, me and Dewey Ferris, um, one of my buddies, he he's a walk on for C right now, actually. That's right, yeah. But we we both stayed together um with my grandpa for the AAU tournament in Myrtle Beach the year before with uh Charlotte Elite. Yeah, that's pretty interesting you bring up uh Dewey because Dewey played Myers Park, right? And um he he was a really solid like stretch four kind of guy for them. And I believe I'm telling the story right, but he goes to Carolina to play on their club team or their JV team. Yeah. Um, and then like works his tail off, improves, and they're like, "Yo, we're bringing you up." Yeah. Like that's no, really it, really interesting. It's a crazy story. He told me like, you know, because Dewey's always been a UNC fan, and um, yeah, like basically, I he texted me probably like whenever it happened, I think it was probably, it was last year at the beginning of the season, right? Like when COVID was still going on a little bit. Right. And also I'm looking down the hallway, your boy Buzz Williams is shaking uh, Roy Williams' hand right now. You mean you mean Buzz Anthony? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruh. Buzz Anthony is shaking Roy Williams' hand. Wow. That's so funny. Should I, should I get him to shout out the podcast? He's right there. No shot, no shot. You want me to walk up to him real quick? No, we're good. <laughs> All right, but, but – <laughs> That's so funny, boo. The rivalry. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> we already had Will on last week. Yeah, you, you can't have too much Randolph Megan. Just can't have it. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he texted me. He got moved up, and that's awesome. But, I mean, it was it was an unreal. That's an unreal thing, you know. Like he's playing a national championship tomorrow. Yeah, right? it really is unreal. It's, yeah. Um, there's there's actually a considerable amount of people that I know that play like that were in the final four. Like, yeah, no, uh, me, me too. Strangely, who who do you know? So obviously, I know uh, Dewey Ferris, um, Creighton Lebo, Jeff Lebo's son. Yeah, he's the one. He's another one I know. 
yeah, Creighton. And then um for uh for Duke, well, people I've played against as well. I, I've played against Trevor Keels and Jeremy Roach, um mm-hmm. and Wendell Moore. You've played against Wendell, right? Yeah, I think so. Maybe yeah. not actually. Maybe not. He went to Cox Mill. Y'all played them, right? No, I didn't play Cox Mill. Oh. I've just seen Wendell at about every tournament I've ever been to though. Oh, so. Okay. But, yeah. Um you know, Leaky. Leaky and uh and Wendell both, you know, Concord natives. So yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty interesting there. I'm trying to I'm trying to um think what Villanova in Kansas. Um Well Cam will actually no, I'm tripping. I really don't know that many people. I, I was lying to you guys. I'm sorry, I'm thinking about it. I don't <laughs> What about the <laughs> but, center for the center for Cam Kansas? See, he was there the year before me. Um, I've met know. him. Okay. Yeah, I've met him, but I, I don't know him well. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 Cam Whitmore is committed to Villanova. Um, I don't think I know anybody at Villanova. I know I know this guy, Angelo Brizzy, played for Team Curry, which is an extension of PSB, but I don't know him. Like, I just know of him, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he's going to be good there. He's going to be probably something like the next Colin Gillespie. So. Okay. He's he's a um, – He's from – where? where's where's he from? Dude, I'm honestly not even sure. Probably the DMV, but I, I wouldn't put money on it. Okay. I wouldn't. Huh. Put, I wouldn't. Um, Funny. But, um, yeah, you said Creighton uh, from North Carolina. It's funny. I met him at, um, like, the private school all-star game. Okay. And we played like a uh, – like a king of the court among guards and then among mm-hmm. bigs. And so the guards were Creighton, uh, Cam Hayes, who mm-hmm. just entered the transfer portal, but he played two years at NC State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jai Bailey, who now plays at Richmond, University oh. of Richmond, who's really, really good, made the tournament we, this year. Yeah, we played them this year, Utah State. Really? Yeah, we played Richmond this year. How did that game go? Uh, we, we beat them by 11 um, in Annapolis at Navy. Wow. Yeah, we, we beat them by 11. We beat some of the teams in the tournament this year by a lot of – stayed by 30, and Gillis got in and hit us three. Really? <laughs> like, and we're we're watching the tournament, and you just see these guys beating – who did they beat in the tournament, New Mexico State? Oh, they beat – well, I think they were a 12 who beat a five in the first round. Or yeah, they beat like – oh, my gosh, it's on the tip of my – who did they beat? Um, God, I can't remember it. But they, they beat someone good. UConn, they beat UConn. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, UConn's pretty solid. Obviously, you know, power five, so. Or yeah. Group six, I guess. But anyway, so the, the private school All-Star game, we play ones, right? This, like, game king of the court to seven. Mm. And it's Creighton, who's at Carolina, Cam Hayes, NC State, Jai Bailey, Richmond. Um, yeah. Landon Sutton, who is an All-State player that plays at Lynchburg College, which is in the ODAC. And mm-hmm. then me. I think those were the only five guards that played. Yeah. And... I won the king of the court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seven, two, one, one to nothing. <laughs> oh, wow. Was, but it was like, it was hilarious, <laughs> bro. Cause like nobody on that team knew me at all. Yeah. Um, and like, well, you know, I'm not even, I'm not even trying to say I'm the best player out of those guys. Oh, no, 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 I'm no, just saying no. it's really interesting though. <laughs> Dude, that's like, that's like the deal. I don't know if you remember it. Curry can't remember Wallace Fouch. Yes. I got too confident. Um, and started messing with him. I was like, yeah, we should play ones then, bro. Because back then he wore the, the headband with long hair. Oh, I remember. 
And I I played him. You were you at the one? Do you remember that he beat me like sixteen to zero because I let him shoot. Of course, and he bro. He's he a made sniper. like six. He was a sniper. He made sixteen threes in a row, and yes. that's the most embarrassing in the one on one game. I was like, yeah, <laughs> there is no way this guy is making these, bro. That is no. crazy. That's funny. Um, so let's talk a little bit about college hoops in general. So you've played at you know University of Maryland. Um, which is obviously high major. Mm-hmm. You played at uh, Flagler. I guess you went to Flagler because eligibility you didn't yeah. play. I practiced uh, with them and everything. Uh, right. And Flagler, you guys went to the Division Two Final Four. Yep. And then you're now at Utah State, which is mid-major, you know, yeah. on the – This year, know, this year, in all honesty, uh, it was a high major just because we had four teams in our conference to get to the tournament. Really? But, yeah, we had four teams in the tournament. Wow. You guys, are, you guys are probably a top ten conference in D one. Oh, we were we were ranked like six. Really? Yeah. No, I didn't know how good the a lot of people don't know that because like we're on the East Coast. Like the Mountain West is tough. Like, right. I mean, San Diego State's good. Like they're good every year. Everyone knows them. And then like yeah. Boise State, you know, Wyoming got really good this year. They haven't been great in the past, but they got really good this year. Um, and then uh, Colorado State's obviously they're on the come up. They only lost five games this year. Um, you know, and then us, Fresno State has an NBA player. UNLV has an NBA player. Um, no, it's, it's a really good league. Let me ask you something. How good was Flagler when you were there? Dude, we were really good. You know, we had a um, a guy named Jay Zaglotti on our team who was he played at Arkansas Little Rock. Um, and then transferred to uh, Flagler. But, I mean, he was an absolute bucket, dude. I th- I don't remember what he averaged. He was probably like 23 or something. But, like, this dude, like, literally would go out and give you 30, like, regularly. Like, if he didn't get 30, you're like, what happened? You know, like, we were used to him getting 30. Um, that team was, was really good. It was basically a D1. You know, we beat uh, – before I got there, I was still in Maryland, but they uh, – they beat they beat Valparaiso at Valparaiso this year. Um, they beat uh, they beat North Florida at North Florida. Um, I think they beat Stetson um, while they were there. Um, there's one more who they beat. Uh, they beat Central Michigan by thirty. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No. Like we were. They lost to FIU by like four. Like, and that's in uh, Jackson's conference. FIU is a good team. Right. Uh, yeah, they were they were good. They were really good. Yeah, I mean, I watched more D two basketball this year than I have in the past, and yeah, it brings me back because you look at a team like Northwest Missouri State, who's uh, elite. <laughs> I touched on this on the last podcast with Will, but like, yeah, they're ridiculous. Yeah, and that's who we lost to. They they beat us by thirty. And oh like, my we, goodness! I like, mean, their their third best player went to Creighton and. Like is like Creighton's best player essentially, or close to it. That's absurd. Is, no, people don't understand how good like all divisions of basketball are, because um, you know, like people are like, oh, you're playing, you know, like the D three stereotyper. Because I think I'll talk about that the last podcast. Yeah, but like what people don't understand is like, like talent has to be balanced out, or like all do you know what i mean like 
guys who are good enough to play at a high level won't get seen because they're ninth or tenth man on a team with hella good players. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so there's good players everywhere you go. Like, every team has a good player. Like, if you put all the good players on one team, then those guys aren't going to be able to play to their, like, full ability. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, every team needs to be built in a way where people have roles and not everybody can be the star player. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And there's, there's, like, there's only so much room. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, obviously people are going to end up playing at, like, you know, a a Flagler when they're good enough to play at a D1 or a Hampton-Sydney or... Randolph-Macon or UMBC, like all those teams, like all levels of basketball. If you play college basketball, you're you're a good player. Like there's no bad college basketball players in my opinion. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple, but like yeah. <laughs> there's a handful probably. In general, 99% of the players that are playing in college are good or were at least like a starter in high school, like whatever the case may be. They're, they're good players. Right. I mean, only like 3.4% of high school players go on to play D1, D2, D3. And, yeah. you know, the percentage gets higher when you bring in NAIA, JUCO, and and such. But I don't have those numbers in front of me. Regardless, yeah. though, like, I used to think about it in this way. I was like, okay, well, if I want to play college basketball, then I have to look around a gym of 100 high school players, and I've yeah. got to be, like, top five. Yeah. Think about that. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, it, it is crazy. And it's also, like – the thing that people don't get is like it's just it's just almost like at different levels i in my opinion yes the guards um the guards for like you saw like caleb love last night like he's ridiculous right um if you compare him to guards in the odak i'm sure he would be the best player you know (laughs) i don't think there's any debate on that yeah but like I think the the main difference probably in those levels, um, like D3 to D1 is probably the bigs. Am I wrong on that? It's just the size in general. The size. Yeah. I would say, like, yeah. Because I, I have, like, a D3 body, you know. Like, I don't have a D1 body. I come out of the tunnel and people are like, this kid plays. <laughs> like, yeah. or he's on the team. Like, he, But, you know, like, that type of deal. I think it's definitely just the size probably. I'm not going to say physicality because D3 is probably, I assume it's physical. I've never played D3, you know. I've never even – seen a d3 game just because i haven't really been around it um so you would know better than me like is it still pretty physical at that level like fast like the odak is certainly very very physical um Mm. that's pretty much the only only uh conference i can speak for but yeah guys like they're they're bullying you to spots when they don't even have Mm. the ball like out of out of bounds plays like they're bulldozing you into a post up it's constantly ducking in there's this uh, defend with your legs and your like chest rather than your hands, and it's like you you there's sometimes where you can't even get anywhere. You're just being like pushed around, so it's very very yeah. physical in the ODAC at least. And yeah, like I played against really really good high school competition, and I never saw anything like that. So you know, I mean, take take uh, you know that you know as you want, but yeah. So no, for sure. I mean, it's a it's like a, I think like at this, like, you know, like it just goes back to it. everyone's playing college basketball at this point. Like people know what they're doing. Like it's going to be fast. They're going to run plays. Like it's going to, they're going to run their sets, get their shots. Like it doesn't really matter the level at that point. It's all good basketball for the most part. And that's yeah, I mean, as long as you're like, as long as you're having fun, you know, maybe you're, you're doing a, 
a role that you're interested in. You're, you have, you've been assigned a role within the team that you like are, you strive to be the best at you still love the game. Like you're getting a good education, you know, maybe, you know, you, you got a good social yeah. scene. Those are like the things that matter though. You know, it's not yeah. like, the, it's not really like the hype or like the, you know, the, um, the clout or anything like that. It's like, are yeah. you comfortable where you at? Do you love your teammates? Do you love where you're at? That kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I get so frustrated when people are like, you see people that aren't playing in college or anything, you know what I'm saying? And they're like, well, you know, like I could play D3. Like that's not hard. Like <laughs> it is hard. Like, yeah. you know, I'll, like, yeah. I'll like, say this. I'll say like the, I've heard that a lot and it's like, yeah, yeah. You, you it's, it's easy to walk on, some d3 teams like uh, you know there's there's 400 i think there's 400 d3 teams yeah um and so it's like yeah there's going to be 200 teams that are like really easy to just so you can find a spot on as long as you're solid to walk on but you're not getting in especially if you have a little talent and then like you you work hard like those things yeah you can make a d3 roster but it's like okay what about actually playing though yeah or what about like actually being like a like a good player or like an all-conference all-american like that yeah. is really difficult. Yeah, no, it's really difficult because yeah. those guys that are all conference, like, like some of those guys could play D one, you know, like, and I'm not gonna say be starters or whatever the deal may be, but like, be solid players. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I will say this: <clears throat> due to the transfer portal and extra years of eligibility and all this, I think D three basketball, the stigma around it is gonna change very soon because mm-hmm. it has no option but to because. You've got guys that are D2, D1 level mm-hmm. that have to go D3 if they want to continue playing basketball or else they just have to quit. Yeah. And same goes for D1 level players that have to go D2 or yeah. high major D1s that have to go mid-major, mid-major that have to go low-major, low-major have to go D2. Like those things are going to happen very soon because people love to continue playing basketball once they're here. Coaches have their, they have their, you know, their livelihoods, their jobs on the line every year and they don't want to bring in a freshman from college or a freshman out of high school. I mean, a senior from high school to just be a freshman, you know, who doesn't understand the system, doesn't understand the physicality versus I can bring in a fifth year guy who's played in a solid conference at any level that understands, you know, being a locker room guy, you know, all those things. So it's like the transfer portal is going to change the stigma, I think. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. But what do you, do you like the transfer portal? That's a, that's a good question. I don't know and, if I like yeah. it or not. It's probably um, different at the at, at your level, you know. It's yeah, not as no, it's not broadcasted. D three level because, uh, you know, there's no scholarships athletically, yeah. so it's definitely different here. But there are there I've definitely heard of some kids that are from D one D two looking to transfer to D threes, mm-hmm. and um, you know, for for whatever reason, you know, maybe they want to get more playing time, maybe they want to find a smaller environment, closer to home, whatever the case may be. I think I am a fan of the transfer portal. Um, I just wish it wasn't affecting high school kids as much as it is, to be honest, though. Yeah, it is really affecting high school kids. Like, I would, I would say, like, the problem with it is, like, the fact that, I mean, I'll take that back. I think one thing it will do is we'll get these, these freshmen, like, these high school seniors that are coming in as freshmen, like, I think it's going to mature them a little bit more. It might cause them to stay back and go to prep school or whatever the deal is. Maybe but so, um, yeah. I think at the end of the day, it does like basketball, college basketball is getting really young. 
like the past 10 years it was like super young you know mm-hmm. and i hated that because like now it's getting back to like older guys like you know like yep. people transferring da, 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 like that's there's what only, i do like about it yeah like it's older guys playing it's just the other thing is like if one thing goes wrong and obviously i've transferred you know like i've, I've been in the portal right. but it wasn't for like playing time type deals you know what i mean like it's it's like in in search of a genuine happiness off the court and on the court so like yeah and that's awesome Um, and like i i feel like a lot there's a lot of people that just like oh i'm not playing i'm leaving like oh yeah i'm leaving i'm leaving like and it's it's, i don't know it's just it's hard like because you don't know if you want to get a guy who's like right when it goes wrong he's he's done that's right yeah it is tough you, you have to make sure you're getting the right guy. Um, I think you bring up a good point about the ages. Like, I, I do like to see college basketball, like, re-becoming that thing that was, like, yeah. favors the old, favors the experienced, favors those who, like, Like the Tyler Hansbrough days. Yeah, the Hansbros, the uh, – I hated him. You know, just really anybody, but, yeah, yeah. he's he's very hateable. But he's also you very know- likable for many UNC fans. Yeah. But – um. You know that shot he hit in the ACC tournament against Virginia Tech was against my dad. Was it really? You know the turnaround one the, where he ran down the court crazy? Yeah, I do. I was crying for like a day after that game. I was at that game sitting on Poppy's lap. <laughs> oh, can um, you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I was uh, I was just thinking about more of the transfer portal. Like I think you hit it on the head about the, you know, you really do have the more experienced guys now. Yeah, um, but you also have like a really, really fair share of dudes who just like go in the transfer portal, leave, go in the transfer portal, leave, leave, leave. Yeah, and it's just their goal is to like get as much playing time and as much clout and fame and all these things. And so, yeah, I think it's really important that the transfer portal is used in a productive way, where like we said, like you're chasing like a peace and a happiness and like a love for the game. Yeah, that that like makes you you happy in life. Yeah. Um, it's not just your, basketball. It's yeah, not just it's, like, it's so much bigger than basketball. Um, yeah. Like a genuine happiness in life. Yeah, winning helps, but like, you know, there's so many life lessons to be taught from sticking something out. And, yeah. You know, sure. I think some people might listen to this and think like, oh, well, like I transferred high schools like um, by my decision, not like my dad moving or anything like that. And so mm-hmm. when I left Lake Norman my after my sophomore year and went to Davidson Day for my junior and senior year, Mm-hmm. What many people don't know is that the main reason I did that was because of how I felt like in the school. Like I didn't yeah. feel I didn't feel loved, accepted, comfortable at the high school, at Lake Norman High School. And so yeah. I sought like a smaller school where I would be, you know, more valued. I could focus on my education in smaller yeah. classes and you know, like these all these out of the classroom things. And so yeah. um, and it's not it, yeah, it can't just all be about basketball because basketball will stop. You know, it's not gonna. You're not gonna be playing when you're 80. Yeah, like, and gotta, the possibility of an injury too. Yeah, injuries too. Yeah, that's for so. sure. But yeah, like it's, it's not always gonna be around. You know, like unless I guess if you coach, which is what I want to do. You want to coach as well, right? I do. Yeah, I think we're probably <clears> gonna link up. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, I, I want to become a GA at some point. When I don't know, like how how much longer I'll use my eligibility. You know, like because I have. Technically, somehow I have four years after this, which is what someone was telling me the other day, my academic <laughs> advisor. But I'm that's probably crazy. only going to use like two, maybe three. Um, yeah. That's wild though, right? That is wild. Yeah. But, Sorry, by the way, my voice is like 
absolutely gone. I've been in New Orleans since Wednesday, and <laughs> obviously it's it's loud on Bourbon Street. <laughs> no, nah, man, you're good. You sound all right. Have um, you ever been? I have not ever been to Bourbon Street or New Orleans, sadly. Um, yeah, this is my, my first time. As I mentioned, my dad was there, though, just yeah. yesterday for the games and stuff. So you and my dad both got to see – the Carolina Duke game in person, which was absolutely incredible. Nuts. That was a crazy game. And it was a good game. Like, it was back and forth. Yeah. Like, that was a great game to watch. It was a crazy atmosphere. Yeah, that that was unbelievable. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, bro. <laughs> this is so funny, man. Imagine, like, eight years. Eight, like, how old were we when we met each other? Probably 13? I think no. younger. Probably, like, 11. Yeah. Imagine us listening to this podcast. Like, what in the world? Yeah, what are these dudes talking about? <laughs> like transfer portal, what is that? Yeah, it's <laughs> a good funny. point. Yeah, it is. Um, well, I thank you for joining me on the podcast, man. I can't wait to have more this summer. Hopefully, get some runs in at Davidson Day. Yeah, dude, that'll be fun. Um, me, you, Gillis, bring some bring some people over there. Yeah, be man, a good good deal. Me, Gillis, I'll probably bring a couple of my Hampton Sydney boys. We actually got a a recruit from Hampton Sydney named or. Uh, to Hampton Sydney who plays on team Curry oh, and cool, played cool, um cool. played with Mikey in high school oh okay that's his name, awesome his name's Shane Farrell and he's like a six seven like stretch four like pass first big I feel like I remember really tough is it the so kid with the black hair does he have black hair um I think it's they had a couple guys like that on that Lake Norman charter team yeah it's brown or, or whatever uh, team it was Christian yeah Lake Norman Christian yeah, he's a good player, man. I'm excited for him, and I'll definitely have him at Davidson Day. And then we'll obviously have, like, C.J. Jackson, Will, um, my roommate Davidson. So we should have some good runs. Yeah, dude, that'd be fun. Uh, me and Gillis will definitely stop by. Maybe can, like, get, like, Donovan Gregory or whoever. I don't know who's in Charlotte. I'm trying to think, like, well, players in Charlotte. Well, we can't forget about the, but... the retired players either. Mark and Luke coming out of retirement. Mark and Luke. Mark and Luke, Luke, man. Hey, Luke's at Florida. He needs to get some runs in. He you know, he's, he's been getting some runs in. He's in. The, he's on the intramural team. He's good. Oh, he's playing. He's oh, playing yeah. uh, he's intramurals. Yeah, he's hooping. Dude, Luke was so elite on our AAU team. Back. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, bro, appreciate you having me. Yeah, um, man. Thank you for that. Just shows the, that just shows the relationship we have. We're just spitballing, still talking, trying to end it. <laughs> I know, right? Six, yeah. Okay. <laughs> talking about Luke's intramurals. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bro. Will you take care? Yeah, you too, man. Thanks for having me. I'll, I'll course, text man. you or something. All right. All peace right. out.